911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Wilton, joined again by Mr. Clint Walton. How are you? I'm so good. I thought in today's episode, we can be super, super candid because I know that we can't possibly be the only people who have gone through something like this. So today we're going to share some pretty intimate details as to what's going on with a business decision as it pertains to our personal finances. So I've titled this episode, episode Joint Decision Making, The Big Decisions. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, Clint and I live in a house that I would say is the epitome of a dream house. And I would love to say how lucky we are, how blessed we are, but the truth is that we have worked our asses off and I was very fortunate, this is actually where the luck comes in, to be raised by a father who's incredibly business savvy and who instilled those business aspects into my life from a very, very young age. I'm talking teaching me about finances by getting me a credit card when I was 13 years old, kind of savvy. And so a lot of what we have, a lot of what we do, we make sure that we treat like a business as it pertains to our personal life. And that was something that I think was a culture shock to Clint when he and I first got married. That is something that was definitely a big difference between the two of us, something that I think we both noticed right away, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Absolutely. And that's not to discredit you or your upbringing or anything like that. It's just I was raised quite differently. And I would say that a lot of that had to do with my, my admiration and still has to do with my admiration for my dad and the, the way that he went from nothing into be, becoming this incredibly successful human being. And so I'm explaining all of that because right now Clint and I are in this position where we have this incredible house and we added 1,500 square feet onto this house. We customized it to be exactly what we wanted it to be. There's nothing in this house that isn't us or that doesn't have our mark on it. And our house is the kind of house that you walk into And not only is it just astonishingly beautiful on the outside and the inside and the area that it's located, but every little detail, I I made sure that we fine tuned every little detail in this house. And in saying that, we've also known that this isn't the house that we're going to spend the rest of our lives in. This is a giant house. It's only the two of us. And it, it was always a business decision. Every decision that I proposed to Clint and explained to Clint, it was always from the sense of being something that could increase the equity when it came to any money that we put into this house. And I'm talking tenfold. And I'm explaining that because right now the housing market here in California, but in Southern California in particular, is astonishing. Like right now is the time to sell. <laughs> Every agent will tell you that same exact thing. And so the vulnerable and really raw and true part is I'm going to go over some of the numbers. That way we can kind of talk through and maybe help anybody who might be listening who's struggling with the same type of decision. And the numbers might be different for you, and that's completely okay. But I'm hoping that by kind of explaining a little bit of our strategy, it might help to open your eyes to understand exactly what's possible when it comes to money. And for us, we had a very difficult time even purchasing this house, but the bottom line is we purchased it for 370. That was six years ago. And 
I'm the type of person who likes to double up on our mortgage payments. And in combination with that, we also refinanced our house quite a bit. And every time the interest rates would drop, we have a very good agent who would let us know. And we refinanced this house three times in total. Mm-hmm. And so the equity on this house is is pretty great considering we've only lived here for six years. And right now with the housing market being the way that it is, this area that Clint and I live in, we only have 10 neighbors. And of the 10 neighbors, we've had three homes sell within the last two months. Yeah. And so we came to this decision. We came to just this understanding that right now really might be the best time to sell. And if it's not, then that's perfectly fine. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But when we first contacted our agent, the number that he had given back to us was to sell this house for $750,000. And that might sound like amazing, easy money, right? Coming from from the aspect of us having purchased it for 370,000 and that certainly is and if you look at the history which I think is very important to look at the sales history of the house that you might potentially sell and to get an idea of what some of the the equity has been on the purchases of the house and of course you can't really you can't really get a full scope because people can take out second mortgages and there could be um, some negative energy on the loan and that's not something that is completely transparent when you're just zillowing something. However, you can get a pretty good idea of the sales history of a house and to determine generally what what the equity has been and what the profit has been on the sale of the the house since it was built. And so we had done that. However, that 750 number was something that I was it was laughable to me because this house is unique. And if you're taking the emotions that somebody might have attached to a house completely out of the picture and you're just walking into this house and you're comparing it to the way that these other listings are, this house doesn't even compare. And so the number that I had in my head was always nine, $900,000 or more. And so Clint made mention to that of that to our agent. And the agent made a great point and it was something that I think I needed to hear. And he said, you're the one that holds the keys to the house. Like you can sell the house for whatever you want to. And mind you, if someone's taking out an FHA loan who's going to be purchasing your house, that means that if this house appraises for less than what you sell it for, then they are going to have to come up with the extra cash somehow. And so what I agreed to, what I discussed with Clint was that the thing is that we'll list the house for 900000 Eight ninety nine nine because marketing, mm-hmm. right? And so if it sells for that, then that's fantastic. And if it doesn't sell for that, we're in no rush to move. We have a rental property that we would move into and essentially do exactly the same thing that we did with this house, dropping maybe $100,000 into it, increasing the property value, things like that. And so the, the agent, it was important for me to make sure that he knew that there was no rush for us to sell this house. That way he can be completely transparent with any potential buyer that might come in. And I don't know if you remember any time you've ever applied for a home loan and started the whole housing shopping process, but you you get a letter of intent from your lender that says that you're you're good for a particular amount of money. So whoever would come into this house and potentially want to purchase this house, pretty much we can guarantee that they're already kind of good for their money if somebody's looking at a house that's valued at the cost that we will have it have it listed for. And so I think that by not having the pressure on and that knowing that the you you really hold the keys to the house, that was something that was so vital because I, I know that I'm not going to budge on that price because whether we sell it right now or we sell it 10 years from now, 
we're we're going to get $900,000 or more for this house and that's just the bottom line. And so I think that when you're upfront with people in that way and they already have an understanding of where you're at and what your your parameters are around any particular decision, it makes it a lot easier to stomach and there isn't any kind of shell shock when it comes to things later on down the road. So I advise my agent, he's actually coming over today and we're going to re-advise him that these are the parameters and to make sure that you tell the agent to any potential buyer that these are the parameters and you either accept that and you still want to come and, and look at the house or you don't. Yeah, and it's it's also something where we know someone's not just going to buy the house and just want they're going to buy it because they care about it. They you see the house, they're going to buy it like how we bought it. Is you see it and you're like, "I love this house. I want this house. I'm going to do anything I can to get this house." And it's bringing up a different dynamic for that for those individuals cuz then you know they're going to care for it and and take care of the property as we have and and further the history of this house. Yeah, and I think that as a buyer, because we've purchased homes before, <clears throat> if somebody was that upfront with me, that's something I would appreciate. I would want something like that because time is my most valuable asset and I wouldn't want to have to dick around with my time. And so I think when you're upfront with people and you're not trying to you're not trying to sway from your non-negotiables because this for me is certainly a non-negotiable, then I think that there's a certain level of respect that's carried with that bluntness. And it's something that I think is incredibly, incredibly important. And one other factor is something that might apply to you. And if it doesn't, it might be something to consider and to try to work on in the coming years. Is I told Clint that we have actually maxed out the equity on this house in terms of things that we could do to upgrade this house to the capacity of being able to increase the home value. There's nothing more that we could do to this house to increase the home value. And there's also nothing more that a potential buyer could do to this house to increase the home value. So that means that you rely on the law of economics. You rely on the natural, the natural evolution of the housing prices to increase. And that is the only way that this house will increase in value. So that was certainly another factor to consider. So I hope that you've gotten some value out of this episode. And um, hopefully this has inspired you to maybe do something to your house, whether it's working on the yard or changing out the windows or just to have something to work forward and work towards. I know for us, even planting trees out in the front yard, like we're always doing something to this house and it gives us pride. No matter if we live in this beautiful house or we end up moving into the rental, which is also a very nice house. But I think it's important for us to take pride in our kingdom and in the place that we live. And in turn, that will reap incredible rewards later on. I hope that you have an incredible day and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.